Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We're getting to the pointy end of the podcast. So far, you've heard stories of Peter the narcissist, Peter the saviour of judges in court, Peter the hard-ass barrister, and Peter the pro bono barrister. Let's get a bit deeper. Let's get to Peter the person. Beneath the Lamborghinis, the talk of cash, and all that other stuff. How far do we actually have to dig to get Peter the person? I've mentioned Peter's mate Bobby throughout this story. Bobby was actually pretty nervous sitting down with me. We had Peter in the room while recording. For a long time, in the initial stages, Bobby was my go-to and the mouthpiece for Peter. Each time Bobby would send the email or check in to see how things were going, Bobby would be the one to chase. It was like good cop, bad cop. Not saying that either was bad, but it was like Bobby was Peter's manager or his personal EA. Bobby himself was a pretty heavy hitter, and he's done some really interesting bits. He's no chump. If you Google your name, there's some quite interesting articles. You've done some great work in your time, including raising a lot of money um, to float the Sydney Swans. Is that right? That's correct. And also for the film industry in Australia, and that includes uh, films like uh, Arthur, The Year of Living Dangerously, uh, the Thornbirds, Superman 3, uh, Razorback, which was about a, a, a feral pig. There isn't a season for Razorbacks, girly. Then why kill them? Something about blasting the shit out of a Razorback that brightens up my whole day. My job was to raise the, the money for those movies that were produced uh, sometimes in Australia and sometimes in the United States. Pretty impressive stuff. I wanted to know what Bobby likes about our Lambo lawyer. Well, I think he's a real man's man. He definitely is fearless. And I think that of the people, as I served in Vietnam as an infantry soldier, I think that yeah, he's out of the uh, army life. He's probably one of the fir- five people, probably number one, that I would trust my life with in the, in the jungle, in Vietnam, in a dangerous situation. I have that much respect for his and his courage. Okay, for Bobby, Peter is the sort of guy that Bobby would literally go into battle for. Uh, However, it does feel like Bobby is Peter's PR machine. I mean, he doesn't need to. Peter does a pretty good job himself of his own PR. Bobby's also the guy that has been working on the movie deals that Peter's told us about. The movie deals about his life story. 
You've done the work on his movie, uh, or, or at least talking to some Hollywood studios around his movie. Yeah. How's, that, how's that gone? Well, that's gone well, but things are progressing, but we obviously need to have the basics of a movie together. For example, the script, who we're planning to put in it, directors, producers, etc. That's all coming together, but we know the criteria, and we're working on that as we speak. The purpose of that trip to LA? That will be to present and meet various people in the, in the movie industry, independent producers particularly, and also to either put to tender Peter's story or to work with some of the groups that we know and are very keen to look at the story. If you only see one movie this year, make sure it's the movie about Peter Larvac, the Lambo lawyer. Bobby seems a lot less into himself than Peter does. I wanted to know if Bobby sees why some of the people that know Peter don't really like him. Do you see their point of view? Yeah, I do. I think that who I know and speak to occasionally because I met him through a separate uh, event in life uh, and he is a very sensitive ex and I think he's just a bit sensitive in terms of Peter's uh, direct approach and expletives from time to time and I think uh, also is a little bit sensitive because uh, you know, Peter, he was never a athlete to the level of Peter, that's for sure. And he was too, too, you know, under undersized basically to be a real, uh, be a real bodybuilder or weight trainer. So he's a, always a bit threatened, and I think by by Peter, that's the only two I really know. What are some of your favourite memories of Pete? We've heard all the stories, but but I want your memories of Peter. Uh, well, I think I think one of the memories is when we were in King's Cross, and Peter came to us. We were having a coffee, and he said, "These these four big Maoris have kicked the shit out of this guy on on the ground and and really kicked him around. And I'm going to go back and give them a thrashing. And I need a few guys to back me up. So Cam, his brother, was coming. Another guy, Paul Thompson, and myself. So we followed along behind Peter into the dangerous area of the cross, the, the big Kiwi Maori saw us coming and hightailed it out of there. That was that was a particular memory. And uh, I think seeing Peter in the, in the gym and his ability to pass on any skills or information or help he's got to people is very significant. He's always trying to help people or improve their, their techniques in doing different things and give them the odd pointer of advice. Would you class Pete as your best mate? Yeah, I think he's one of my best mates. I don't know whether he's... Well, I've known him a long time, but I've only reinitiated that in the last few years. But he's up there with the, next, the top few. Do you ever listen to some of his stories and go, that's bullshit? No, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't listen to that at all and say it's bullshit. I think it's all, it's all true. And he's got many stories many many stories some of them you think to yourself is this real but then having known him so long i know it's real shortly we'll talk to headley thomas headley is an accomplished australian journalist and in the last few years has sprung up around the world as part of the host and researcher for the international smash hit podcast the teacher's pet and the current smash the teacher's trial headley met peter in hong kong a long time ago and Peter says that he actually helped Headley with the Teacher's Pet podcast. Sydney barrister Peter Larvac is a long-time admirer of Dawson solicitor Greg Walsh, who has been on this case since late 2018. P 
Peter was a high-profile prosecutor and criminal defence lawyer in Hong Kong for many years, and he has been a defence barrister in Sydney for about the past two decades. First of all, I'd say he's a very good operator and a very good lawyer, and he impresses me as one of the most passionate criminal advocates that I've ever met. Look, I think Peter is a good mate, and let me tell you why. Peter has attended all the hearings in which I've been involved. If he's been in Sydney and I've had to go to court to give evidence, Peter has been there. That's a commitment that you know many people wouldn't make. I know um, friends whose partners didn't come to court to support them when they had to give evidence. Peter has come from Manly to get to the Supreme Court building in Sydney and sat in the back of the court and then talked to me afterwards and been very supportive. And he's done that um, over several years now since the whole teacher's pet um, Chris Dawson case started. So I've really appreciated that. That, I think, is a lot of mateship and loyalty and support, and that really goes to Peter's credit. I think that more often than not, when Peter rings me, um, he's more interested in something that he wants me to comment on in relation to an interesting part of his career. It might be the great license plate fiasco with the Lamborghini, it might be your podcast, it might be the likelihood in his mind that Hollywood's going to come calling and, you know, I just say, Peter, you know, you can't buy your way to an Academy Award, mate, you know, but you could pull this off. Like, you know, the one of the reasons I didn't want to go down this path was because I thought a two or three or four or 40 episode series about Peter talking about himself would become pretty dull fairly quickly. But as I understand it, you've got people talking about the other side of Peter, the Peter that annoys the hell out of a lot of people. You have people taking the piss out of Peter and Peter's going along with that. So his idea is what? As long as people are talking about me, even if they're hanging shit on me, I don't care. We'll chat more to Headley soon. But right now, a quick check-in with someone that knows Peter really well. Peter told me it was critical that we spoke with Peter Papadopoulos. He's a solicitor in Sydney. Actually, it wasn't the Lambo lawyer that told me that he was critical to chat to. It was his manager or EA, Bobby. But anyway, you get the idea. Bobby told me that you need to talk to Peter Pap. They were both very enthusiastic and active fellow skirt chasers at Sydney Uni. He invited a couple of girls from the uni to his home for a party and ended up leaving with Peter. You know, I said to Rock, you wouldn't want to invite him again to your party. You know, we both laughed. But uh, I, I just, you know, just I found out things later on that he's, he's very popular with the uh, fairer sex. Uh, he's a bloke that I've seen when we come out of a restaurant uh, quite a, a few girls surround him and whatever. And Rock uh, said to me, how far is the Fisher Library from here? Because apparently when they were at uni, he used to go up onto the roof on the ledge with the girl up on the Fisher Library and they'd sort of be intimate up there, if you know what I mean. So, you know, he, he had a reputation for that type of thing and uh, Rock thought that he'd always go into the library to borrow books but uh, he wasn't doing that you know he was on the roof so you know he he has uh, quite a fascinating 
sort of uh, background and, and, and I just thought there are a lot of parts to him that people, you know, are not aware of. He's the type of person that will always go out and defend the underdog, you know, the people who are without, we're not empowered to do a lot of things. They don't have sufficient resources and whatever. But he's, uh, you know, some people mistake what, you know, mistake their impression of him. But I've always found him to be straight up and down and an honest bloke with a big heart and a good heart. And if he can help anyone, I think he, he does, you know. One of those other mates from school who actually witnessed Peter as a young school kid sort out some bullies. Yes, we were at school. We must have been in our final year, I think. About four of us were out in the park opposite our school just kicking a football around. And a couple of young chaps came up. They came up to us and they started picking a fight with us. I think I started having a bit of fun with these schoolboys. Anyway, Peter said, uh, no, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I'm, I'm a bit of training in, in judo and they kind of laughed at him and I think they went to hit him. I just can't remember the exact details. But anyway, I remember that very quickly both laid out on their back on the, on the ground before they knew what had hit them. So that was the story, yeah. Peter, I was talking to Peter a while ago and he'd forgotten about that. Yeah. What was he like at school? He was good. I got on well with him at school. And I liked him. He was a, a good friend. Um, he wasn't a close friend, but he was, you know, like boys at school, you get on with most of the boys. But no, he was a down-to-earth sort of a boy and um, um, I liked him. Yeah, he called a spade a spade, no mucking around. And He's got a reasonably si- healthy-sized ego now. What was his ego like back at school. Yeah, it's funny, Peter regards himself as as being a narcissist or I never really saw him that way. I suppose he is now. I mean, I suppose he tries to betray, betray that persona, but I never really thought that he was like that at school. And he had a difficult time at home. I remember that. But he stood up for himself, I think, and made it through. Yeah, good <laughs> he did stuff. quite well for himself. In our next and final episode of The Lambo Lawyer, we're going to sit in the passenger seat of The Lambo and get Peter's take on the podcast. My, uh, my feelings on the podcast, what people have said. I've prepared notes about it. Right, that. that's exactly what I want you to do. So yeah. let me just, I'm just going to get you a microphone too, because yeah. um, we'll do that. Has hearing all this feedback about himself given him cause to maybe take stock, maybe think about his narcissism? maybe make some changes, maybe build some bridges and be the best version of himself? Or does Peter think that that's someone else's problem and he's perfect just the way he is? But the next time I heard from Peter, he had told me that he had done the interview and he was sending me clippings of what had happened. He was asking me to go online because he doesn't know how how to look up these things himself. He was absolutely elated with the attention that he was receiving internationally, he said. He said he he had gone global and he was viral. And Peter wouldn't have known what viral was because he's not a digital guy. We'll find that out next time on The Lambo Lawyer.